everybody. Welcome, welcome to the class for players who have recently had their characters die. Thank you, you for joining son me. Of a bitch. Um, um, everybody, roll your yoga mats out. We're not going to be using them, um, and we're just going to talk about it in a circle. Uh, so, actually, first up, we have to my left. What's your name, uh, Connor? I think. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Connor. Uh, I was a level three warlock. I um I had made some uh poor choices and my uh my patron murdered me. So that's uh that's great. me. That's great. That's great. I'm sorry for your loss. Uh next to you is uh Jacob, I believe. My DM was a dick. <laughs> okay, moving on very fast from that one. Moving on very fast. <laughs> We're gonna go to you, Adam. Hi, I was a um a level one kobold barbarian um stats didn't agree with me uh and i basically just died as soon as i went outside um well i know what my next character is oh yeah (laughs) thank you for sharing this is a safe space but you know what's not a safe space cheaper by the dungeon the podcast that we are in because we are back with another episode today uh and it's gonna get real hot and heavy real quick dm's still just a big mean guy moving on (laughs) uh, we're gonna we're gonna get right into the episode um (laughs) moving on so so uh we are a DD fifth edition podcast and uh we often have sad moments and death as you will see right now because if you didn't listen to the last episode let me catch you up real quick the gang it was extremely sad zippy went to go learn about lock picking law so Um, sad (laughs) uh uh, Darian got his hair back, which is arguably the saddest thing that happened. <laughs> and Norman visited the Tatara Forge in Pokerock. After doing all that, those errands and stuff, they got on their new um, flying airship, the Sparrow. And they took off, heading back to the mansion in, that they were at in Season 1 to pick up Gilbert uh, and their various other friends. When they got there, though, they found the mansion was on fire. And as they went inside, uh, Darian and Norman stormed the house and Zippy kind of was taking care of the airship above. Uh, They went inside the burning house and they found their friend Blackjack dead on the floor. And they also saw Gilbert get punched through the chest and die in front of them from none other than Norman's sister from his past monk life, May. Um... As they fought and lots of other stuff happened, uh, they Zippy was able to save the kids as well as Yogurt and James. Uh, and Darian was able to kind of fight Cornelius, Norman's brother, uh, and get him out of the house for a, a short while. But unfortunately, Norman, in the one-on-one duel with his sister, got punched to death. So sad. But wait! At the end of the episode, Norman's body came back to life somehow after changing colors, grabbed Cornelius's arm before he was going to just rip his party, body apart. And now we're going to get right into the episode, oh, right man. where we left off. I feel like, I feel like Norman... people are going to want to hold on to their pants for this one. Hold on to your butts. All underwear <laughs> is final sale, and so soiling it is your problem. Put your head between your legs and kiss your bum goodbye. Um, yes, buckle in, because now we're heading in 
Norman at the You're end starting of the last with episode. me? <sighs> yeah, we're starting with you. <sighs> okay. At the end of the last episode, you found yourself in the same boat that you dreamt about before and spoke with the dead in. Uh, this this wooden fishing boat in the middle of a silver sea in this black space. Um, and across from you in the boat was Master Matsumura, which is this old man with a bald head and a long white beard. And he's, he's somewhat skinny, too. Uh, and he's wearing that blue sash and monk garb uh, from the Calm Cloud Monastery. But behind you was... Potentially your dad, Royce, the demon king of the deep. This black and white body, this humanoid figure with four horns spiraling off the top of his head and two slits going off the corners of his mouth that have this red fire billowing from them. Um, And he sits at the back end of the boat. He has uh, not really much clothes on. His his body's kind of like like charcoal-y. And, and ashy uh, but he does have this long flowing cape that dips off the back of the boat and into the water this black cape and he sat there you want to say anything? yes first off what what do they do they both say something when I kind of open my eyes? they did uh, they said before at the end of the last episode Master Matsumura said oh no Norman you're dead and Royce uh, said that he it was he wasn't surprised because he'd made mistakes like this or was reckless in the past. And then he introduced himself as Royce. Whoa. Okay. First thing I'm gonna do is, as kind of clambering, I'm gonna go over to Matsumura and embrace him as tight as I can. Hopefully, I don't like pass through him. You do not. I'm just going to, like, hug him, and I'm going to say, Matsumura, it's so good to see you again. Are, are you, and I gonna, I'm going to kind of, like, not push him away, but kind of, like, hold him in the shoulder so I can, like, look at him. And I'm going to say, are you, are you well? Are you, are you feeling any better? Oh, Norman, it is, actually, it's not good to see you. I don't know if you've grasped the situation yet, but... But I'm doing fine. It's... It's you I'm worried about right now, Norman. Well, I... Don't worry about me. I can... I mean, I know it looks like I'm in a bad spot right now, and... I I mean, it's not ideal, but I'll, I'll take care of myself. I just... For the last few hours that I was with you, we... I couldn't communicate with you, and... And it's just... It's good to hear your voice one more time. For... No matter what else happens, I'll I'll take that with me. And I It's good to see you too. Okay. I'm gonna turn and I'm gonna kinda like stand on the boat, kinda steadying myself. I'm gonna look at Royce. I'm gonna say Hello Royce. Hello, my child. I'm kidding, I'm not your father. You're not my child. What? I've just been listening in on your adventures, and I get that's kind of one of your things. You're kidding, right? 
No. Um, I'm going to wipe with the back of my palm. I'm going to wipe some of the tears out of my eyes. I'm going to say, I, I don't understand. You've, you've been present in my prayers and, and I can feel your power with me when I, when I sing and call forth your power. Um, I, 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 I don't understand. Well, of course you were, you are feeling my power, Norman. It's cause you and I are the same. What? I am you. Insight check. Insight check? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Insight check? Yeah. Go what the heck? I'm trying very hard to look composed, but. Frig. Two. Well, so plus three, five. You, even with that low number, you get a deep guttural sense that he's telling the truth. I'm gonna... Do I have my medallion still? Not in this space. And it was crushed. It broke in your hand as you were clutching it while you died. Okay, I'm gonna reach... I'm going to reach for it and and I'm going to look at my tattoos. Do I still like what do I look like? Am I like you look like you normally do. Uh you have your tattoos still on you. Uh you don't have any of your gear or anything on you though, like no swords or or items. Okay. Just kind of regular clothes. I'm going <laughs> to I don't even know what to think right now. I'm going to I'm going to say explain myself. I mean yourself. I mean, explain this to me. As you say that, you feel a rumble, and Master Matsumura and Royce both kind of hold onto the side of the boat. Uh, and Royce just says, Oh, damn it. Okay, I'll explain as much as I can, but we don't have much time. You realize you're dead, or at least you are for now, right? I. Yes, Norman. You you died, right? And 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 that's why you're here. Um, this is the River Altum. This is basically the waiting room for the deep. Um, we, we should probably figure out how we're going to get you out of this. Myself and Royce are using our powers to take control of your body for now to get you to safety, but I fear we can't do it for long. Okay, both of you, tell me what I need to do. Listen closely. And we're going to cut. Oh my gosh. Okay. We're cutting to the real world. Um, so here, Darian, you are inside the mansion. Uh, and you have just seen... Uh, Norman's lifeless body with Cornelius on top just move and grab Cornelius's arm before he just slammed into Norman. And you notice Norman's body now, his skin, his gold skin has gone white and his teal tattoos have gone black. Uh, and May and Cornelius are just standing there frozen and shocked. 
Zippy, you were at the side of the house on the airship with James and Paige and Marley and Bradley. Uh, you're behind the wheel, just keeping it steady next to the house. Uh, and you can see Yogurt was just transported outside the front of the mansion. He just blipped into existence using uh, the Misty Step. Or was it Face Step? I think it was Misty Step. It was Misty Step. It was Misty Step. And you saw him just uh, pop into existence. How could you have missed that? (laughs) I know. But we're going to start with Norman's turn here. Uh, Not you, Norman. I'm going to be taking control for a little bit. Wow. Okay. You see the new Norman who has a hold of Cornelius's arm is just kind of emotionless and just coldly staring at Cornelius. Cornelius, the apeling monk, on top of him is just trying to get his arm out, but he can't because the grip is too tight. And he's like, Norman, what are you doing? You should be dead. Die! And he tries to punch with the other arm, but Norman's body flings him, and he goes smashing through the back walls and goes flying back into the backyard. Zippy, you see just a dust explosion from the mansion and a figure to go flying like a rag doll outside the house. They slowly stand up, and you can see and feel just this power resonating from from Norman's body. You see now, Darian, inside of Norman's mouth, there is like a little bit of fire brewing. And you just see Norman's body slowly starts walking to May. And May is shocked and her calm composure has been broken. But she goes to run at Norman. But you see a bubble of air brew in front of Norman's fist, just like it was doing for May and Cornelius before. And you just see they are going to slam a fist at May. And they hit hard. A shockwave of air. You duck and roll to the side, Darian, as this just explosion of air, this sonic boom, slams into May. And and they go breaking through some of the walls and get stuck in one. But you see they cough up blood and they look critically wounded. And they slump to their feet. And you see Norman is just slowly walking towards May through the hole he made in the walls of the mansion. And we're going to go back into the turn order now. So it goes Zippy, Darian, then May, then Cornelius, and then we're going to go back to Norman. So, Zippy, you're up first. All right. So I'm going to get that tricky little St. Bernard who is in that upper floor area where everyone was hiding to jump down to the, the, uh, the ground, the grass area, and run into the house to kind of help Darian in any way. Uh, I'm also going to ask the magic carpet to go check on yogurt, and I'm going to fly this ship kind of around from the side of the house to the front and um, kind of, uh, I guess I'll yell at, at yogurt. I'll be like, yogurt, are you okay? 
(laughs) (laughs) Captain Zippy Westboro arcs this ship slowly around the front. Uh, And as you do, you hear the the boom, the sonic boom from inside. And the dog, the St. Bernard, uh, seems a little hesitant to go in, but he obeys his master's orders and hops through a broken window to go after Darian. Um, the magic carpet flies down and starts kind of like rubbing um, Yogurt's back with the corner of its rug. <laughs> and Yogurt is just kind of frozen on his hands and knees on the grass. Um, but also hearing the boom, it the, the padding on the back turns into like a wraparound to try and like, you know, move him. Um, and then eventually just kind of like slips up underneath him and then starts bringing him back to the ship. Uh, what have they done? As you turn what around the front, boy? <laughs> <laughs> as you turn around the front too, you see the three horses, tea leaf, um, long face, copy hooves and uh, Denmark still tied up and, and freaking out at the front. But they're, now they're less freaking out. They're, they're more just calm and, afraid of whatever's in the mansion yogurt lands on the top deck uh and is with all of you now darian you have just dodged uh the new norman uh and that attack and you see him pacing in front of you about 10 feet away uh you also find a fuzzy little friend comes up beside you and starts licking your face out of nowhere it's a saint bernard so, slightly shell-shocked from what's just transpired in front of him, he, he kind of, uh, Darian recoils back from the dog licking his face, thinking it's an enemy for a second, and just like, oh, oh, oh good, good boy. And then uh, I stand up, or, yeah, because I, I kind of was on the ground, right? So I stand up, and seeing that this being has just kind of neutralized the two threats in knowing that this at least previously was Norman. Darian kind of like lowers his sword and kind of steps forward a couple times and just goes Norman? Norman is that you? Is that you still? Are you still in there? And uh that's, that's all I do. You see Norman, the new Norman, turns to you, and you can see his eyes. There's, they're just black, and and there is no emotion in his face, and you just sense overwhelming power. And he stops pacing towards May, and completely turns his body to face you, Darian, and he walks right up to you right up to your face and stares deep into your eyes and he uses a legendary action. Oh no. So legendary actions are fun little things for super OP enemies (laughs) that that, uh, can be used at the end of someone else's turn. Um, Specifically, this one is pretty good. (laughs) You see Norman's body reacts lightning fast and his hand goes for your throat, Darian. Make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, Oh my 
my gosh. Uh, 14. That fails. No! <laughs> Wait, I think he does have you... a bardic inspiration from last episode. I think I do. I do. Is that a I D- think you do. Is that a D6? Uh, it's a D8 now. D8. Uh, yeah, I never used it. You gave it to me when we first ran in the house, but I never used it. Oh. That's an 8! <laughs> that's uh, So that's 14 plus 8. That's a 22. That does not beat it. What? Whoa. What? Do you want to know the DC? I don't know what was it. Yeah. It's what unfair. the heck is this? It's unfair. It's 24. It's You were close. What? Oh. Wow. There was a chance. There was a chance. Wow. Oh, my gosh. They grab your throat. And they, they catch you before you could move, Darian. And he raises you slightly off the ground. And you feel heat emanating from the palm of his hand at your throat. And boom! A fiery explosion emanates from his palm at your throat. And you go flying out the house as a fireball. I want to cast a reaction as I felt the heat from his hand. Sure. I'm going to cast the reaction absorb element, feeling the heat. And, uh... So I'm going to absorb the... <laughs> so I get resistance to the fiery explosion. Not immunity, but I get resistance. Okay, awesome. Whoa. So that's going to be half damage, right? <sighs> half damage for you. Man, I'm on pins and needles right now, man. Oh my gosh. Okay. So in total, and you halved it because of your resistance to the fire. Smart move. Yeah. That's going to be only 24 damage. Wait, that's halved? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Holy frig. Darian, you go flying like a fireball through the through the mansion out to the front yard. As you do, you just are smashing through the gates and you land on your back sliding across the dirt floor in front of the horses. Oh god. And you are just kind of smoking out front. And Zippy, you're just seeing people blasting left and right out of this mansion uh, from above. That doesn't seem like a place I want to go. Oh, um, by the way, uh, four cupcakes appear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they, oh man. Four cupcakes surround this now smoking Darien. The ghost hamster. <laughs> and, the, and the cream on top is getting a little melted. <laughs> um, okay. We are going to go to May's turn. So May falls to her knees out of get it, after getting sunk into the wall of the mansion and coughs up blood on the floor. And she sees the arm of Norman that was just used to explode Darien is like brutally mangled it, it, it looks like it's like torn up and, and just broken and you see while he's his body's walking forward that arm has gone kind of limp at their side uh, but they are still now pacing towards uh, May May stares at Norman's body and is filled with anger 
and she can't keep her calm composure anymore. And tears start flowing down her face. And she just says, why? Why won't you die? And she goes for two air attacks. One with her fist and the other one as an arcing kick attack. Let's see if she hits. Norman, what's your AC again? Uh, uh, 12. Okay. One of them hits. And the arcing kick attack... Just the, the air blast from her foot goes flying off into a wall. She's she's too flustered to aim properly. But Norman's body takes some damage from the one hit and moves back slightly. And just slides across the floor. Uh, but the, the punch from the air uh, doesn't seem to have done too much damage to the new Norman. Okay, now it's Norman's turn again. <coughs> Sorry, I just felt like <coughs> I got a little tickle in my chest there. Um, that was weird. My hand also feels a little numb. Hmm. Yeah, that was me. Sorry. It's getting wild up there. We need to get back fast. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. I'll follow your guys's lead. It's like stepdads okay. kind of thing going on here. To both of you. Never thought I'd see you together, to be honest. I am not with him. Do not lump us in the same boat, even though we are in the same... <laughs> that was so good, Matsumura. Usually your humor was pretty dry, but, you know, I gotta give credit where it's due. I know. But Norman, listen. I need to explain. The only way you'll be able to get out of this is if you... Technically... Join me. But I'll explain. Look. Look into your past. As if your life is flashing before your eyes. You will see my past as well. And you look off into the distance of the boat and into the sea. And you can see your memories. You see all of them. They're all kind of off in the distance and circling and and the water starts to fade away as you see your life literally starting to flash before your eyes you can see your childhood in the monk monastery you can see your days as a slave and you can see earlier back before we get to all of your backstory and give people the insight we're gonna go even before you knew your backstory which was when you were Royce Demon King of the Deep. Together, I ruled the deep with the Dukes of the Deep. My left, right, and middle-handed men. We guided the souls of evil and tyrannical men to be sent down deep into the bellies of the afterlife where they would be tortured and feel pain for the rest of their soul's existence. I was a tether. I was tethered to Lennox, the god of death. He forced this land, the deep, and I, his tether, was the ruler. But one day, 
I sat in my chambers alone. And you see Royce sitting down at this large organ and he's playing music and and this organ is just bellowing and you can see Royce is just so moved by it and he's swaying with it as he's so into this music and all of a sudden he starts talking to himself at the piano seat Lennox I have this key and he holds up this black C-sharp piano key. It looks like it doesn't fit in his organ. But you see it has the same symbol as the piano key that you guys are carrying. Linux, we have one. We need three to open the grand treasure. Do you think it could be yours inside? And there's silence. Yes, well, it's the only lead we have. It's the only way we'll be able to challenge the gods in any meaningful way. They're all looking for theirs. Kassarans has already been found. I know Tori is on the search for some. We need to hurry. It's a race. I know! I know! I'll do it. Fine. And then the doors to Royce's chamber start to creak open. Who is it? Who is disturbing? Oh. Classes. And this extremely fat and just grotesque-looking demon is kind of slumping his way into the room. And he is walking slower. Is that how you greet uh, the Duke of Devouring Royce? That's no way to greet one of your right-hand men. Classes, I said I wanted to be alone. What are you doing? And what... How did you get that? What are you holding? Crisis! And you see Royce is flustered and he stands up from his piano seat. And he backs onto the keys of the organ. Oh, this little thing? And Crassus, the Duke of Devouring, holds up just this whip. Well, it's just a little toy. A toy that you're going to love! And he whips... Royce right across the chest and he couldn't even dodge. It's like the whip was just homing onto him like it had a life of its own. And it cuts and lava starts to pour from this wound and Royce falls to his knees. Crassus, what are you doing? I'm just taking back the people's deep. I'm taking back our home. There's going to be changes here, Royce. And he slumps his big fat foot on top of Royce's back and like slams him onto the ground. 
and he coughs up some like lava and fire. I'm just taking back what's rightfully mine. And he wraps the whip around Royce's neck. (laughs) And he just pulls and the memory fades away. Norman, I died as a fool. I trusted the ones beneath me. And it slowly led to my demise. But you're probably wondering, then how am I here and how are you here? Well, Lennox acted quickly. Yes, it seems as though the god of death that Royce here was tethered to, well, he made a deal with someone. He made a deal with Ganala, actually, the god of beasts. And it seems as though the two worked together to make a husk for Royce's soul. So they gathered up sand and dirt and all these other things and went to work making, well, you, Norman. Because when Royce died, they were able to save one thing, one part of his soul before it got cast further into the deep that then you could ever realize. That's right. The part of my soul that they kept, they encapsulated into a medallion, an amulet. And that was given to you. You were forged in this little oasis in the middle of Stroom's hair. And you see, now the memories are flowing back, Norman. And you see, as early as you can remember, the earliest memory you had was when you were a small child. And it was you waking up in the middle of this oasis, in the middle of the desert called Stroom's hair. And all you had to go off of was this amulet around your neck with the symbol of Royce, the Demon King, on it, which now you know held a piece of his soul. Cut, and we're back into the action. Zippy, it's your turn. You've seen Darian's body go, like, fireballing out of the mansion and landing near the horses. You see uh, Cornelius' body has been thrown off uh, and is just, like, still just lying in the dirt. Um, and you see May, um, well, you don't see them. <laughs> you see Cornelius's body lying in the dirt, uh, and yeah, what would you like to do? You're still just driving the airship right um, now. Is, how close is Cornelius to Connor, to Darian? Oh, they're like, they're like two football fields away. Oh, really? Um, he, uh, Cornelius went out the back. Uh, back of the house and Darian got flung through the front anyways uh, I think the best course of uh, 
course, the plan I need to do is just park near the horses, um, and Noah's Ark style, and um, <laughs> open <laughs> open the you know the hatch for people to kind of lead into the ship, and I can I I guess I'll rendezvous with Dar- uh, Darian. So I'll park down the ship, and then. I guess I'm, I don't know if I'll have enough time in my turn to talk to Darian quickly, but I'll usher the horses in. Get in, horses! It's it's time to move! It's too dangerous by this house, you see? Things are just being propelled this way and that outside the house, and I, I think you may be next. The boat, the, or sorry, the Sparrow airship lands in the front yard uh, near Darian and the horses, and you kind of bring on the onboarding ramp uh, <laughs> and you just hear uh long face clap who be master master it's been so long and people are on fire and they're getting thrown on me i was so scared oh thank you i have this new horse he, now it's really big but you can you can go on it too he hesitates <laughs> don't what? worry it doesn't have cool legs like you do. Maybe not right now. Maybe eventually. It can fly, though, so it makes you two different. It's more like your brothers. Oh. But it doesn't have legs like mine. Oh, of course not like you. You've proven that your legs go real quick. And when I tell you to jump, you jump. Oh. All right, then. Let's jump. And he, and, he, and he jumps on. He's content with this arrangement. He's not as threatened as he was. And the two other horses come on board as well. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, you could yell down at Darian if you'd like. Passes. I am a bit. Bu- oh, well. I am a business rabbit. What are you gonna do for me? <laughs> Tea Leaf looks at Denmark and says, "I don't have them. Do you?" All right. We'll mm, talk. We'll, we'll... No. <laughs> All right. We'll t- we'll talk about we'll talk about payment later. But right now you're living you're living on borrowed. Borrowed beds here. I only have so much room in this ship. So get on. Bradley runs up to you, Zippy. He's like, <laughs> no, 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 I didn't. I forgot about this guy. <laughs> Stop bullying the horses. Just let them on. And Darian, Darian, are you okay? And we're gonna go to Darian's turn. Uh, unless you had anything else you wanted no, to do. No, I think that's all the time I have. Okay. Um, Darian, you are prone, lying on your back. Uh, in front of basically the stables, and you just hear Bradley yelling down at you. Um, I just kind of shocked on my back from the explosion. I roll over to my hands and knees, and you see Darian just vomit up some blood. Uh, reach over, grab a cu- cupcake, and take a bite. And. He stands up holding his chest and I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on myself because I'm not looking so hot. And so that's, uh, that's only six health back. Plus the cupcake. Oh, right. What is the, what cupcake, what healing does the cupcake do again? I don't think I have that. I believe it's just 1d4. Oh, sweet. Uh, that's an extra three. Um, but I'm going to run over and I'm not going to run into the doorway. I just want to like basically run and lean against the wall beside the doorway that I just exploded out of and just kind of peek inside and see what I see. Okay. 
you peer into the mansion and you just see uh you see new norman just standing there uh and he's arching his fist back to punch may may is is just standing there looking ready to fight and, and you can see basically the recent destruction from the mist air blast that may shot off but you're just looking and seeing the two of them fighting so now we're going to May's turn. New Norman is charging this blast of air and is going to actually let it off at May. <laughs> May dodges. This blast of air comes from Norman's fist and just breaks out the side of the house and May does like a corkscrew jump and lands on her feet again, dodging this monk air blast from Norman's fist. Wow, that's dope. And you see May is like, Norman. Ah! And she takes off the sash and starts like cutting the loose bits off her, ripping the loose bits off her clothes from the battle. And Darian actually peering in, you can see on May's left shoulder a blue tattoo. No! No! (laughs) No! I hate these conspiracies. (laughs) So yes, it is a blue flower tattoo on her shoulder. And May, from her back bag, she brings out this jar with an eyeball inside and is like, this can't be Norman. This power. And she looks wow, at the what a eye bitch. in the jar. <laughs> I mean, Norman is he's pretty powerful, okay? I mean, like, come on, May. Come on. Well, she was just wrecking you in the last I episode. I didn't understand how hit dice worked back then, okay? So. And the eye inside the jar is still staring at Norman. And she's like, Damn it. And she puts the, the eye jar away. And she starts digging deep and starts wrapping something that was around her waist, just this red cloth. She starts wrapping around her left fist. And she tightens it up and then starts running outside the newly blasted hole in the mansion, away from from Norman. So it's away from you, Darian. It's more to the back of the house. Oh, towards Cornelius. But she's running outside. Yeah, toward, towards Cornelius. And Norman's body is just slowly walking out following. You know that, that like, the, mon- the monster thing from the first Thor? <laughs> so, like, you know, like, the weird metal thing? <laughs> yeah, the big it's robot like thing? That's yeah, kind yeah. of what I'm imagining here. <laughs> That's basically how he's acting, yeah. <laughs> just wait for the face laser, laser yeah. <laughs> and just as much personality. <laughs> Essentially. Um Okay. We're going to dive back into the River Altum, the, the land between death and life. You see a young Normandy waking up in the middle of oasis in the middle of an oasis. In, in Stroom's hair, this vast desert land, uh, which is now currently about so it's south of you. 
southwest a little. And all you had was the clothes on your back and your amulet. Uh, and you didn't have any of your tattoos or anything. You were just a little Normandy. And as you walked out of the desert, uh, you saw kind of a, a caravan. You heard the grunts of camels and you went running out and saw this caravan with, with people in cages uh, and this one man leading it. Uh, you yell out for help, or just to say hi, or to sing a bardic inspiration, probably. And the kidnapper takes you. I, in present time, I shake my head and I say, What a total idiot I was. Look, he obviously had slaves back there, you two. Oh my gosh. And I kind of like rub my forehead a little bit. <laughs> you hear Master Matsumura be like, well, it wasn't all for nothing, because, Norman, of course, this led you to me. And you can see you're sitting in the back of this cage, and eventually you get to this kind of bandit hideout area uh, in the middle of the desert with all these banners of these closed black hands, uh, and you can hear somebody being like, Hey, Leighton, you got new stock today? And he's just like, Oh, yes, I've got lots of new new exciting creatures check out this child and he grabs your arm and takes you out of the cage what price do you think I could fetch for him well I think you could get some and then he gets interrupted as an old cloaked man that you recognize as Master Matsumura runs up and says sorry to interrupt I where did you find this child just in the middle of the desert, nowhere, nowhere important. And Master Matsumura bends down to get on your level and says, What's your name, child? My, my name's Normandy. That's an odd name. Well, Normandy. Would you like to come with me for a bit? No, this place looks pretty cool. Yes, I want to come with you. <laughs> uh, sir, how much? A hundred thousand gold should do the price. Damn, that's like really steep. I don't blame you if you walk away, honestly. I mean, that's, that's pretty high. No price is too, too high. For saving a child's life. Here you go. And he gives him this card. Um, and apparently pays off the money for you. And says, So Normandy, I'd like you to come this way. And he leads you through these crowds of people in the desert. Um, lots of them are just the scummiest individuals. And a lot of them are like looking at you. And Master Matsumura... Uh, and they're kind of giving you evil sneers, and, and you see other children crying in the distance, other slaves um, working and helping their masters in this area, and you're just kind of being held by the hand, being led through through this area, until you get to a small home, and he brushes off the blanket that's covering it, and leads you inside to this little, just hut area and you see two other children inside 
that are dressed like you in kind of just rags and slave clothes. Uh, and one is an apeling who introduces himself. Oh, hey, a new kid. I'm Cornelius. Nice to meet you. And a girl, a young girl who is also a slave, which is a Shatterkai. She's like, I'm May. Hi. Well, everybody, meet Norman. He's going to be joining us on, well, our travels. Take a seat there, Norman. Uh, okay. Hi, I'm I'm Norman D. It's um it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, you know, I just get the the feeling that we are never ever gonna get into conflict with each other. You know, I just get like a really good vibe right away. So I'm I'm looking forward to the future. I'll never beat you up ever, Norman. You're my best friend. I just decided right I now. I believe it. Yeah, we're all friends. I'll never fight. And it fades away, and you see a new memory starting to appear. And Master Matsumura just looks at you and says, That was one of the happiest days of my life, Norman, finding you. That was a very important day. All right, and that's where we're going to take a break. Boy, that is a hell of an episode so far. Hopefully you are enjoying the deep dive into Norman's backstory as well as, uh, well, potentially maybe Zippy and Darian's death. We'll see. Um, but anyways, thank you so much for listening, everyone. And uh, I'm just going to give you some quick mid-roll announcements real, real fast-like, and then we'll get you into the second half, which is maybe even crazier. All right, so first off, uh, thank you. Huge shout-out to Jacob Goudreau again for lots of the music in this episode. We we use some of his tracks that he's made specifically for us, and it's always a huge, huge thing for us because, you know, to use your own music is is incredible, especially in a project like this. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Cheap team hearts you. Um, next up, uh, if you want to support the show, you can always do so by rating us on iTunes. It takes five seconds, and it helps a lot. Uh, you could tell your friends and family about us. Uh, you could go on Patreon. We're on there. Or you could just, you know, retweet our stuff or, you know, go on our social medias and talk about our episodes and stuff. We always love talking to them with you guys. Um, if you know any other ways to support us, please do those as well. <laughs> Um, okay, and I got a little surprise coming up. So we are almost at our one-year anniversary of this show. I know, crazy. It's going to be beginning of September. I can't believe we've done it this long. It feels like it went fast and also slow. I don't know. Either way, we have a special potential one-shot episode. I'm not going to spoil, though. Uh, but we got a special episode coming out to celebrate our, our one year. It's going to be uploaded... Well, I'll give you more details next time when it's going to be uploaded, but it won't be on our upload schedule. We're not going to push things back for this. It's going to be just dropped right into the feed as a thank you to all you for listening and hopefully just a fun little one-year surprise. Also, follow our social medias on like Twitter at Cheaper Dungeon and on Facebook at Cheaper by the Dungeon because we're going to be doing a giveaway soon with a very special prize. No, it's not dice. No, it's not player handbooks or anything like we've done before. 
it's something very, very special. And, and that's all I'm going to say about that. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, last up, our next episode is going to be dropping September 3rd. So two weeks. So yeah, September 3rd. That's our next episode. Tune in then, and I will see all of you later. Enjoy the rest of the episode. And we're back. And Zippy, it's your turn. You saw Darian limp towards the house. You saw the blast of air come out the back in May and and uh, the new Norman slowly walking out. And May is he- currently running towards Cornelius's still mangled body in the back. Um, and yeah, what would you like to do? Is that Norman? Is he... Is he the hulking figure walking around out there? He must be the one everyone's terrified of and he's been pushing everyone out. Go, Norman! Beat their asses! Hurt them! I'm gonna cry. That was so beautiful. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're finally doing something! <laughs> and there it is. And there it is. <laughs> You see Norman's body stop for a second and then keep walking. <laughs> He's in there. He was really in there. He's like, oh. I, I think he heard me. All right. Um, that was amazing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the the dog to kind of walk beside him and uh, and. Help help him in any way I can. So the little dog's been kind of just like hiding and, and it thought Darian kind of died. So it was just kind of like cowering in a corner of the mansion this whole time. But as you kind of instruct it, it starts reluctantly, but still like trots off to, after uh, Norman. And you see it like, woof, woof. And it's like chasing after him. <laughs> <laughs> um... I'm going to raise the ship up again and kind of hover hover again because I don't want May or Cornelius to get up on here. Or, well, I guess I wouldn't really know who they are. Oh, right. Um, I have a walk. Do I have a, a walkie rocky on me? Yep, you do. Yeah, I want to... Oh, yeah, cause, right. I was talking to Darian earlier. Darian, what's going on down there? What's with what's with Normandy? He's become... Some kind of monster zip. I don't... I don't know. I don't know. Well... Is, is it a good thing or a bad, bad thing? Because... My dog's walking beside him right now. (laughs) He attacked me indiscriminately, without hesitation, with a dead, cold look on his face. I don't... I don't know if the Norman we know is actually in control right now. Well, it's certainly a step up from calling you a a lizard guy, I guess. (laughs) 
Um, do you want me to come pick you up? Uh, what, what, do you, or do you want me to just kind of wait, wait for your signal? Cause this seems kind of like a messy situation. I don't know if I could help if I went down there. I don't think we can do anything about Norman, but we can at least collect, um, our friends. If, um, you want to send James and, or someone else down, um, uh, to help get the people who didn't make it. Oh, I see. I th- I was gonna say I already I already got everyone, but you're <laughs> you're you are um yeah uh yeah you you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, we'll figure that out. Um, I tell James to uh use one of the horses and quickly go and and recover anyone else inside since it seems like the house is going to be abandoned we need i, I uh send one last message on the walkie rocky though and say just make sure to send the kids below deck i don't think they should see this you're absolutely right darian and i have no qualms with that this is a very responsible thing all right everyone Go below deck. There's better windows down there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah, I want to get a good look at all this death and, car- and carnage. I- Woo, come on, Paige. And then Bradley leads the girls down below deck. James looks at you, Zippy, and is like, Hell no, am I going down there? <laughs> Zippy, Zippy taps his foot. I think that's what Darian meant. Um... I'm not going down on a horse to... I'm not going near that mansion. But James, your employer's down there, and I heard he's gotten roughed up. Persuasion check. Wasn't much of a persuasion, but James... Uh, <laughs> that's all he needs. Um, that's a 13. Mm, no, I'll find a new job. This, I'll find a new employer. Oh, really? Well, then, how about you just get off the ship, then? No, it's safe up here. You know, you've been nothing but trouble for any of us down here. You've revealed our secrets as soon as we walked into Gilbert's house, and now, now you're just, you're just plain rude. Get off my ship. Okay, if I get the bodies, can I stay? <laughs> <laughs> You're nothing but a big old loser who only thinks about himself. Yes, oh yes, let's make fun of the one who's trying to save his life. Yeah, oh wow. Hey, but I don't want to die. Oh, boo-hoo, I'm terrible. But you got heart, James, and we all know that. No, I don't. I'm a husk. <laughs> and he runs in onto um, Tea Leaf and he rides down. And runs to the house to get the bodies. If there's one thing he's good at, he's a good servant. <laughs> and you want to bring the ship up now? Uh, yeah, let's do that until James is, looks like he's ready to to come back in. All right, you bring it up into the sky a bit. Um, and make a perception check. Fourteen. You see off in the distance... There's someone, a single rider on a horseback, 
riding hard towards the mansion on a horse. Who could that be? And we're going to go to Darian's turn. Seeing James riding over, I'm, and that Norman has exited the mansion, uh, Darian's going to step in the door, and I'm going to pull out Blackjack. I'm going to carry him out and just kind of set him down and kind of put my hand on his forehead for a minute. And then I'm going to go back inside, and I'm going to kneel down next to Gilbert. And uh, what do I see? You see Gilbert is dead. His eyes are, are blank. And you see just a gaping hole in his chest where he was punched through. Um, and there's just blood pooling around his body. But he's just slumped over dead. I uh, kind of put my hand over and I, I close his eyes. Grab some ripped upholstery and kind of cover it over his chest. And then I pick him up with his, like, in my arms, like, cradling a child, and I I walk out with Gilbert. I say, goodbye, my friend. And I bring him outside to the horses. Okay. You and James work together to, to get the bodies of Blackjack, Gilbert, and James also grabs Joey's body on the second floor, uh, the other butler. Joey's dead?! Yeah, Joey died. <laughs> what? Oh, no. Everyone's favorite NPC, Joey. Um, yes, he's dead. Oh, I love that man. Wow. <laughs> he took the wrong job. Um, and is that all you want to do, Darian? Uh, do I have time to do anything else? Sure. Yeah, like, yeah. if, if you want to do like an action or something. After that, I, I kind of send James back with the bodies... Uh, to back to the ship, and I, I want to make my way back to the back of the mansion and still kind of keep an eye on Norman and see what's happening, just because Darian feels kind of powerless in this moment and not knowing how he can help Norman except to just watch, basically. You look out and you see... The little dog, the little St. Bernard, has caught up with Norman. And is now going like, bark, 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 at, like, Norman's feet. And he stops walking after May. Oh, no. Turns to the dog and uses another legendary action. Oh, my God! <laughs> no way! That was a dog! <laughs> um, you're far enough away. You're about 30 feet from him now. They're, they've walked quite a distance into uh, the field in the back. Um, and Cornelius is about 60 feet away. Um, but you see the dog is just like, bow, 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 wow, bark, bark, and is trying to help Norman. And you see a f- Norman's entire black and white body, the tattoos, the black tattoos around him start glowing red. And you see just flares of fire kind of arcing off him. And a firestorm erupts around him with a 20 feet radius. And it's like a, just a giant pillar of fire just erupts around him. And, uh, Jacob, what is the dog's <laughs> dexterity stat? <laughs> if you want to roll a dexterity saving throw for this dog. Wow. New Norman is such a douche. Wow. <laughs> <coughs> 
That's a 17. Oh, come on, buddy. He failed. Oh, man. <laughs> but he might just make it out. We don't know. What's his What's his health? Uh, his health is... Uh... <laughs> yeah, right. We don't know. <laughs> it's like 100. <laughs> um, a five. <laughs> he might just make it out. <laughs> but he has advantage on wisdom checks that rely oh. on hearing and smell. Okay, well, okay, this is what happens then. This changes everything. Okay. So, Darian, you're looking out at this dog that, like, is looking for cut- cuddles and pets uh, from Norman. Norman turns. A giant 20-foot radius <laughs> pillar of fire explodes in this in this half dome around him and just fire is billowing everywhere it's blinding to look at um and then the fire's cool and all the grass around is just burnt and black and for some reason the dog isn't there anymore it's probably gone it probably escaped probably (laughs) but we don't see it anywhere um it's like the dog disappeared after the being right next to the middle of this firestorm. Could Who it, knows if it died? Could it have? Could it have floated off into space and become one of the stars we see at night? <laughs> it would have gone back to the Feywild. No, I think it would have gone back to the farm. <laughs> uh, it's definitely a star. <laughs> it's definitely a star we see at night, and it'll remind us of this wonderful time we had with it. He saved everyone. As the sun's setting. And this mini sun just exploded in the backyard. You look up and you see right next to the moon a little twinkle. And you you think, man, what a good dog. What a good boy. (laughs) Bow wow, soldier. (laughs) Bow wow, man. (laughs) Fan art of St. Bernard dog, please. Um, Okay. And after that. Took up my legendary action, stupid dog. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Norman starts walking towards May and Cornelius, and it's May's turn now. And she rushes over to Cornelius's body, and he's uh, he's unconscious. He's just down for the count. He's not dead though. And May runs over and says, like, "Cornelius, come on, come on, wake up, wake up!" And there's no response. She's like, "Damn it, damn it!" And then she flips him over, reaches into the back of his bag, and pulls out this gauntlet. This green gauntlet. And she wields it in her right hand. And she's like, "Ah, I didn't want to do this. Ah." And then she reaches through her bag, pulls out some healing potions, and looks over and sees Norman still slowly approaching. And she's like, I got time, I got time, I got time. And she starts trying to pour some healing potion into um, Cornelius. And it works. And he coughs. And he's alive. And he's like, Mate, what happened? I was on top of Norman and then I don't, I don't know. It's okay, Cornelius. It's okay. It's okay. I'm going to use this. And she shows the gauntlet. And he's like, no, no, no. No, May, don't, don't. Don't. 
He said, only use that in the last resort. And she's just like, I know, I know. But we got it. He's too powerful. And you hear Darian, a horse, rides up and drifts and halt, like just screeches to a halt in front of you near the back of the house, just, just outside where you're leaning out of. And you see the hor- figure on the horse was Gallard, Jezzy's husband. And he looks at you, Darian, and is like, What the hell is going on? What? Why are you here? I saw the fire! Gallard, what are you... What are you doing here? Get inside the house now! I saw the fire was going, and I... I could sense the danger, and I... I was worried you and your friends were... Were in danger, and... Clearly you are. Get inside the house now fine and he dismounts off his horse uh, ties it up just outside the house and, and runs in with you you have no idea what's out there right now and what you've just walked into well clearly but I assume you or Zippy or Norman are the cause we've done nothing of the sort we were attacked how the how did you even see this house Weren't you? You're, was, you're in downtown Orem. You're in this city. There, there's no way you should have seen this on your own. I was on my way to see Gilbert and you specifically, but it's it doesn't matter right now. We we need we need to. Why me? Cause I I wanted to talk. Oh, this is awkward. Uh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> if we get out of this alive, you can explain everything. Yes, we're gonna get out of this alive. That's why I came, you idiot. You're just like your dad. Fool Excuse me? Oh. Yeah, I probably should have addressed that. You, s- <sighs> you are so lucky there's a lethal threat outside right now. Oh my gosh. And I, I just turn back and look out the house. And, and look to see what, what's happening with Norman and that green gauntlet that I saw get pulled out. Just curious, what color is Darian right now? Uh, he was summer after uh, he saw you die. So that's gold? Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, it doesn't matter anymore. Darian, go back to that floating boat and I'll deal with things here. I will do nothing of the sort. It is my friend outside. You can't just waltz here and here. Oh yeah, and you look super capable right now, all bloody. And why would I ever trust you to do this? Well, maybe because I'm your uncle, and I can do something. I got some Feywild stuff. What? And he gets up and starts walking out the back. What are you... What are you... What? What are you doing? Don't worry, I got this. And he leaves through the back. It's what? And then he rushes back after seeing the green gauntlet. He's like, Darian, we gotta go! Darian, Darian, I don't got this! What? Run to the ship! And he starts running, and he's like dragging you with them to the ship. I start running, kind of caught off guard by this this change in tone so quickly. Wait, 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 wait. Norman wanted to date Dar- Darian's 
Ant? I was just thinking. (laughs) (laughs) She must look great. Well, I guess then they don't age. Technically, yes. And the plot thickens. And then Darian kind of had a weird thing for her when he went to the shop. No. I don't know. It seemed like something was going on. (laughs) Darian never had a thing for her. Donut. Oh, yeah. The just made me miss home. Did not have a thing. Canon. You want to eat donut. Okay, that's debatable, but Normandy definitely had the hots. Oh, Oh, yeah. 100%. (laughs) Well, we could have been related. Tune in next week for for Bachelors in Paradise. (laughs) We'll see if Norman can get a date card for for Jesse again to become Darian's uncle, I guess. Anyways, anyways. It wouldn't technically work like that. So, Darian, you and Gallard are rushing back to the front yard, and they're, like, waving at you, Zippy, to, to land, and they're like, come down, come down. And um, I wave back. It's going to... You wave back? Hello! Uh, I see I see them, and I uh, pull the ship down to, to receive okay. them. You're starting to do that, and we're going to cut back to Norman. Wow, I have like this awful feeling in my stomach like I just did an unspeakably evil thing. Sorry, I know I'm getting distracted because there's this amazing thing happening, but you ever get that, like, man, like, doggone it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think we all have bad feelings right now because you're dead. And we're. Anyways, let's keep going with your backstory. Right, right. Okay, sorry, I missed that. And you look, and you see the memory is now teenage Norman at the monk monastery. And May and Cornelius uh, and you and Master Matsumura are all at kind of like this table. You're sitting on the ground, as monks do, and you're eating just some breakfast. Um, And you all finish, and Master Matsumura's like, All right, children, um... Well, I guess it's time for our training again today. Uh, let's let's go outside and uh, we'll we'll do some sparring maybe today. And Cornelius jumps up and is like, "Oh yeah, sparring!" And uh, but Matsumura, I want to learn more. Oh wait, no, I'm a teenager. But Matsumura, I I want to learn more about um about what you were teaching us yesterday. I I want to know, you know, where we came from, and I I want to read that book that you were reading to us. I I want to know what happens next. Norman, I want to learn more like air stuff and more like punchy stuff, you know, the defense things from from monks. And May's like, yes, Norman, we shouldn't always be in the... But the books have more than just stories. They got got like songs in there too, and they got grand retellings in in song and in poetry. It's it's really beautiful, and and not that I've been taking sneak peeks at it, Matsumura, Master, um, but... um, you know, there's more to to the ways of the the Kong Cloud than than just through uh, the physical aspect. I, I'm sure, Massimore, you would agree. Norman, you're right. Yes, there are many different types of monks and different ways to be a Kong Cloud monk. But we also have to be well versed in all the trainings. But if you're so invested in going into the books and teachings today, I will let you go to the library, and you can study. Um, okay, well, I'll, I'll come back, you know, once I get a couple books and, and I check them out, I'll, 
I'll, I'll come back and, uh, and and see what you're doing here. As you run off, uh, you just hear under under Cornelius and May's breath. What a loser, man! Why doesn't he ever want to? Uh, just forget about him. Yeah, forget about him. He he can do his own thing. Whatever. And Master Matthew is like, "Come, children, let's let's go train." And you run off, and the Calm Cloud Monastery is this beautiful place. It's like this island mountain uh, with all these just old monk foundational like buildings in this kind of grand architecture and deep halls. And it seems like it's much bigger than it should be for for this small group of people. But as you know, there was lots of Calm Cloud monks before. Master Matsumura has mentioned that you know a lot of them have passed away, and that you're the next generation of them. And then we see you reading books and books and books. And there's a lot of memories of you learning the teachings and, and the, the books of uh, the Calm Cloud Monastery. And then I open get... up a centerfold. Oh, yeah. This map is gorgeous. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's got, all, it's got all the right reefs and all the right places. All the curves. and Go on, Seth. And Master Matsumura walks in and is like, what are you doing? Oh, <laughs> I'm just researching the the calm cloud. The, the you know I'm coming of age. I, I don't I don't know what's happening to me. Oh, okay, very well then. Carry on. And then we fast forward, and you're an adult now, the age you are currently, and you see, uh, Master Matsumura returns from a trip to Sanguine. He usually left on them about once every four months to get supplies and things. And you, May and Cornelius, are kind of sitting at the dinner table. May and Cornelius are talking with one another, and, they, and they're not really conversing with you. The, the divide between you has kind of grown over time. Um, but Master Matsumura stumbles in, and he's like, Hello, children. children. <coughs> and he seems super sick. And Cornelius and May run up to him, and they're like, Master Matsumura, are you okay? Are you okay, Master? <coughs> it's fine. Guys, get, guys, get I'll out of the fine. way! And I, I bring my uh, lute with me, and I immediately start playing. Uh, um, oh shoot, I haven't used it so long. Uh, Song of Rest. I say, Matsumura, sit, sit down, please. Oh no, I'm older now. Matsumura, sit down, please. And I play a couple notes to kind of bring him some some kind of refreshment. Thank you, Norman. That helps. And then Cornelius grabs your your lute and is like, "What the hell are you doing? Music isn't gonna help." Well, I'm sure if you just checked, I'm sure if you just checked his stats, you could see that. Uh, uh, okay, fine. Sorry. Um, hey, Cornelius, I'm trying to help him. Yeah, well, maybe you can help by getting some medicine. May's already gone to do that. <sighs> go help her. D- yes, of of course. I go. And then time passes, and Matsumura gets sicker and sicker about a month goes by and he's extremely sick in his bed and the three of you are all kneeling beside him and he's like I, I, I'm going to be passing soon unfortunately I could not get over this I'm sorry but you kids can live on and carry on the monastery's teachings. I knew 
this would always happen, but I didn't think it would happen so soon. And May stands up and is like, well, maybe it doesn't have to happen yet. Cornelius, let's go to Sanguine. There's got to be a way to prolong it. And Master Matsumura just says, don't. It's don't. And they're like, Master, just let us do this. Come on. And Cornelius and May go off. Wait, guys, I can to try. I, I can come with you. I can help you. No. One of us has to stay here. And unfortunately, I don't think you'll be any use on the trip. Boating and such, since you're always in your books. You stay with him. Just keep him alive until we get back. All right. Travel fast. Godspeed. Norman, I swear. You keep him alive. That's all you have to do. I turn and go back inside, yeah. They rush out to the boat to sail to Sanguine. I, I sit down at Matsumura's side and I I say, Master, you you surely can hold on. They, you know, your, your two best pupils, your strongest, fastest pupils are out to go find an answer for whatever it is that's ailing you. Just hold on. You'll be fine. I know. But I don't think it's going to help. Norman, I didn't want it to happen so soon, but I think I'm going to have to pass on all the teachings that I haven't been able to give you yet. But I don't want to write them in a book. That's... That's... uh, Those will fade, and I don't trust them. The secrets I'm about to share with you They should stay only with you. Go into my closet and get my things. You'll you'll see. There's a box. Uh, Okay, is this the porn stash you were talking about before? I mean... No, it's it's not. (laughs) I I go and and I grab... I find it, whatever it is. You bring out the box. And he sits up, coughing. (laughs) And he opens the box... And you see there's a needle and this jar of teal blue ink. And he says, I'm going to tattoo these secrets on you. Now, take off your shirt. Remove your clothes. There's going to be a lot of them. As you say. And a montage happens of all these tattoos happening. Ouch. And then... And then he finishes, and then for the rest, the two more weeks pass, and you're just talking, and he's just telling you um, advice in between, like, uh, naps, because he's constantly sleeping, um, and you're trying to take care of him. And then one more... I I mean, if I can, like, I'm... Whenever he's awake, but he's too tired, I'll probably just play for him like some music to soothe him yeah. or something sure yeah and it works and it soothes and it helps um but then he wakes up one morning screaming in agony he's like Norman the pain 
and he's coughing up so much blood. And he's like, please, help me. I... And he slides a dagger and puts it in your palm of your hand. And he puts his hand on your back. He's like, please. It's time. And I... I stop looking at the memory. The memory fades away. Wow. And I... I look over at Matsumura and I say, Now that you can think properly, is that still what you wanted? Yes. Yes, it was. You know, all these months now, I was never sure if I did the right thing. But you were just in... You were in so much pain. I... I tried to do it as swiftly as possible. Norman, well, the truth is... I I really did... want that in that moment. And... honestly... I'm lucky you were the one that got the tattoos... Because there was more to those tattoos than just information, I suppose. Oh, here we go. Finally, the truth comes out. Listen to this, Norman. Um. So the tattoos also. I kind of put a. A magical symbol on your back. And, uh, when my soul passed on, it got entangled with yours here, because I was somewhat hoping to live on through your body, kind of. (laughs) What? Matsumura, (laughs) you're joking, what? No, um... Man, this is awkward. Norman, he's trying to say... He was trying to take your body. When he died. He was trying to kick your soul out. And put his soul in. And then live on... In you. I straighten up. And I stand in the middle of the boat... In between the two. Norman, I know that's hard to hear. And I know it's a little concerning having somebody go all body snatchers, but... Listen. The Calm Cloud monks must survive. You know our teachings are so valuable. And there's more to us than meets the eye. I know you've seen... We're, We're an ancient people. Wesnia. You saw, you saw where we were and heard of it. I did. The Calm Cloud monks, as well as myself, must live then, right? Well, no, you kind of glazed over that part, Matsumura. What puts your life over my own? If I have the teachings on me. Well... To be frank, I think my stats are a little better. (laughs) (laughs) 
But no, I, 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 it's not that I don't value your life. You, you were my favorite student. And insight check. Honestly, if if insight if, check that. Roll. Sixteen. You can tell he's lying. <laughs> now listen, Norman. If Cornelius or May showed up, if if they were there, maybe I would have chose them. But you were the only one around, and honestly, out of the three of you, your body was the most compatible. Probably due to you being kind of a reborn Royce husk for a time. So you knew that about me? Um... Come on, old man, tell him. Tell him why you chose him at the market. Well, yeah, okay, in terms of honesty, yes, maybe I picked you specifically because you had that certain emptiness. And so did May, and so did Cornelius. But... But after time, I, you were a student, you, you are a calm cloud monk. Norman, say something. I look down at the tattoo of the Calm Cloud Monastery. And without looking up, I say, My entire life, I've spent every waking moment trying to please you. Trying to become what I really believed you were looking for. Not someone who had the physical prowess, perhaps. But for someone who really understood the calm cloud ways. And now I can see the truth. Maybe some things about the calm clouds are better forgotten. Don't say that. And you see, Master Matsumura's calm face is now getting more angry and worried. He's like, don't say that, Norman. Norman, I gave you everything! And then Royce behind you puts a hand on your shoulder and says, Oh, yes! Finally! Norman, you know you can throw this roommate of mine into the deep. Get him out of your body. Just show a little willpower and throw him into the water. And Chardabis will do the rest. No. I look at Royce and I say, I don't want him to suffer. And my decision will be just as much as yours now. Matsumura? It's going to take me a while to decide what to do with you. But you must know there will be a reckoning when I have time to deal with you. And I turn my back to him. And he just says, Norman, after all I've done for you, the owner of this body was more agreeing you would be the same. I can't have it. And I'm not gonna let you... Norman! And 
he runs to grab you, and he's like holding you over the edge of the boat. Matsumura? And you see, yeah, and he's grabbing you and trying to hold you and like throw you into the water. And Royce is trying to grab Matsumura off you, and you're all kind of struggling. Um, and you just hear something below the sea starting to bubble and rise. And you see these hooks start to come out of the water and surround the boat. And Royce is like, Norman, that's Charnabas! The, the gatekeeper, the, the guide for the, for the deep. He brings people from here down there. We have to throw Matsumura in! And you and Royce are, are kind of like wrestling with him. And you fall to the floor of the boat. And Royce pulls him off you. And he's holding him and has him in like a chokehold. And, and you're kind of on the ground uh, at their feet. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to look at Matsumura. And I like to think that my tattoos are kind of glowing as I sing. And I'm going to say, You have chosen the path you've sown. Now travel to the depths alone. And I, with Royce, I grab him and I throw him over the edge. And you just see him fall into the water. And he's like, no, Norman! And he's gasping for air now. He's struggling to swim. And he's like, Norman, please, please, please. And he starts, like, grabbing onto the boat. He swims over. And then his hand is kind of slipping. He's like, Norman, please. And behind, you see the water is starting to dive into a whirlpool. And you see teeth coming out the side of it. And it's this giant gaping mouth. And it's starting to suck him in. And he's holding onto the side of the boat. He's like, Norman, please! I turn away and I say, I'll come find you this time. And Royce goes over and kicks his hand off the boat. And he goes, No! No! And he goes swirling into the whirlpool and the giant mouth just chomps and goes below the water. And we're going to cut back to real world. Zippy, you see Darian and Gallard running towards you. You've lowered the ship and they hop on board. Um, and and Gallard just yells at you and says, Zippy, we got to get, go, I don't know, up? Um, yeah, I, I guess, uh, is it, we need everyone on the ship, though. Zip, just listen to him, we're all here. I don't, there's, there's nothing else we can do, just go. But Norman's down there. There's nothing we can do. We haven't tried everything, Darian. There's, Zip, I'm sorry. Norman, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, Blackjack. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, and I kind of scurry to the captain's deck, and I I take off um west. As you start taking off west towards Poker Rock, where you came. And you can see clouds are starting to billow in. 
and they're kind of making your flight hard. They're like rushing in. And you look down. And Darian, do you want to do anything for your turn on the boat? I am just going to do everything in my power to try and see what's happening on okay. the ground. Your vision is a little obstructed from the clouds and everything, but you can make out what's going down. And it's hard to, to fly because the winds are starting to howl. It's like everything just started picking up. And you see May is holding this gauntlet to the sky. And it seems like the clouds and everything are being uh, controlled because of that for some reason. And you see Norman is slowly still walking towards May. And May's just like, Norman! And she's and you can see the gauntlet is like glowing and her arm is kind of breaking as she's wielding it. Um and she's like, too much, too much. Norman! We're both going down together! And Norman is just slowly walking calmly and is raising a fist with an air bubble in front of it. And he's about to punch, and then all of a sudden, he looks at his fist, and the air bubble stops forming and is gone. And he looks at his fist confused. And you see May, the clouds form into a giant fist that come crashing down on Norman. And this giant fist formed from the clouds just smushes him into the dirt. And you guys, the wind is starting to get so intense because of the clouds and everything that the airship is struggling to even move west. It's like it's being pulled into this vortex, this whirlpool of clouds. And it's starting to turn slightly. And Gallard's like, oh, crap! Crap! Damn it. Darian! How good of a shot are you? Uh, I don't know. Hopefully good enough. Okay. Here, come with me. He leads you to the side of the boat. And he reaches into his bag. And he has a little crystal uh, ball with some swirling energy inside. And he sticks it on the end of an arrow. He replaces the arrowhead with it. And he says, okay. I've got like... Two of these. <laughs> so if you miss, uh, that would suck. But here, aim for the kid with the gauntlet. <sighs> All right. And so I take that arrow and I go to the side of the ship and I draw my bow. And Gallard yells as you do that. Zippy, hold her steady. Okay, I'm doing my best. It's the wind's really rocky. Twenty, not natural, but twenty. Oh man! Zippy, roll, uh, roll dexterity for holding the the ship steady. That's a fourteen. Okay. So you're battling the clouds, and and the wind is just kind of throwing you out of control, and this giant fist is just pounded. And you're drawing the bow ready. 
and you let it fly. And it goes swirling. From where you're at and where they are at, you'd have to shoot it through the giant pillar fist that just smashed into the ground. But since you're such a good shot with that not nat 20, you shoot a little off so it curves around the column (laughs) using the swirling wind. And it comes flying in. And May and Cornelius are just there. And May is now, she has her fist in the ground like the cloud fist is. And her arm is starting to break. uh, and, And you can see that the energy is just too much. And um, Cornelius is holding on to her, and it's like, May, please, let go, just take it off! And he's trying to get the gauntlet off. And she's like, no, not till he's dead! And this arrow comes flying over and smashes in uh, to May's shoulder, pretty close to that blue flower. And the arrow bursts, and this blue energy just ex- expands from it and then contracts and closes and they're disappeared and they're gone. And the clouds start to calm down and the winds start to rest and the cloud fist starts to dissipate and you see just in a crater in the ground lying in a starfish position is Norman's body. Uh, and it's just lying there in the dirt. It looks like not Norman, normal Norman. Uh, it actually does. Yes, the the black tattoos have gone to uh, to teal again, and uh, the white skin has gone golden, and it looks like Norman's Norman body. Zip, I zip. I think it's over. Bring us down, quick. Okay, I'm bringing us down. Gallard pats you on the shoulder and says, Hell of a shot, kid. Oh, hell of a shot. I... Who... What is going on? Well, you just sent them to a different plane. I don't know which one. But they're gone for now, so I mean... Victory. Victory (laughs) fanfare. So they're... They're not actually dead. They're just somewhere else. Yeah, but good luck getting out of whatever plane they got sent to. Is um is there is there any way they went home? Home? Is there any way they could have ended up in the Feywild? Um Technically, uh yes. Yes, yes, they could. <sighs> Well, I just, uh, well, I just hope and pray to the Archfey that they didn't then. No, oh, jeez. Oh, an Archfey fan, too. Yeah, you really are your dad's son, aren't you? Okay. It's a, it's a Whatever. cultural thing. Okay. Look, we've yeah, got I've our... been there. I've been there. I get it. <sighs> and, uh, you land and you are on the ground. Zippy and Darian, what would you like to do? I jump off and start. Sprinting towards Norman, and I go, Zip, you got more of that healing juice? Healing juice? Like, like magic, anything. (laughs) 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 Like, like a Capri Sun, please! Look, look, I'm, I'm pretty much tapped. All I got left is, 
Oh, wait, I got something. And I, I run over to Norman and I slap both my hands on him. And I'm going to use my last spell slot, my last level two spell slot, and cast Cure Wounds at level two. Nine plus. That's uh, 11. Not great rolls, but something. Oh, come on, Seth. DM, please. Uh, Zippy, are you going to heal at all? Oh. <laughs> Zippy, get over here, please. I I hop along to Darien and Normandy. I can't lose another friend today. All right. I, I drape the cloak over his body like a blanket. Bramble, bramble, it's the patch. Here we go. Friends forever. Zippy, that's me. Norman, that's me. Together, we make a team. Yay. Team 8. And then I cast, or rather, rub, start rubbing the cloak like a massage on his back, I guess. Your cloak of growth, with its healing capabilities, starts to grow, and all these little yellow balls of energy start floating off it as the healing is just wrapping around Norman's body. Roll, uh, roll to heal. Sixteen. Are you gonna just heal Norman, or are you gonna heal anybody? I might as well do all of us. All right. You all get 16 uh, HP back. And Zippy, as you're healing, you feel some life in the body beneath the cloak. And we're going to end the episode there.